For over 500 straight weeks, the Sell More Book Show has brought you self-publishing news, tools, and tips, and we're just getting started. Now with rotating co-hosts from the greatest minds in self-publishing, we are truly ready to help you sell more books. I'm Brian Cohen, and on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sell More Book Show, episode 508. Happy New Year. Uh, I guess I should have said it's the last episode or Christmas or whatever. But hey, it's 2024 as this is coming out. Uh, I'm Brian Cohen from Best Page Forward and Author Ad School, joined by Becca Syme of, uh, oh my goodness, so many things, Better Faster Academy, Quick Cast Podcast, some new exciting things that we might talk about a little bit today. Becca, I'm so glad you're back here for our first episode of 2024. Yes, I'm so excited for 2024. I always feel like the new year, new slate, right? Like you yep. you wipe the slate clean and now it's the new slate. Um, so I'm I'm so excited for the new slate. That's my Yay. my best my best place. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Um I I have been hearing things and seeing pictures of things that you're doing in 2024 and I've heard that now people can actually find these things. And so can you tell me a little bit about what you're working on in 2024? Yes, I can. Um, We are changing our business model just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And we are doing the author for life course library, which is going to be um, we we still have our flagship courses, Write Better Faster, Strengths for Writers, and Burnout, which are going to continue to exist the way they are. Um, but we're breaking apart all of our other courses, and I'm writing some new courses. Um, I have one available starting hopefully on January 1st, so it should be available now, um, called Marketing for Introverts, which I'm very excited about. Mm. And basically, if you go to betterfasteracademy.com slash newsletter and join the newsletter, you'll get access to the free course library indefinitely. And we're just going to, I'm not going to do big flagship courses anymore. We're just going to do a whole bunch of topical free courses. The goal is to get uh, as much information out there as possible about how to be an author for your entire life. So sustainability is the goal. Uh, and that will be the author for life course library. So I'm really excited. And thank you for asking about that. What are you yeah. up to in 2024? Well, first of all, I'm, I love, I love your willingness to pivot and I love your willingness to change based on where you want the business to go and how you want it to yeah. fit your life. It's not easy to do that. And so yeah. I, uh, kudos, I give you some kudos there. Thank you. Um, yeah. So 2024, Super interesting for us. Um, Author Ad School has always been a course that you could just purchase. And we've had our five-day challenge that you could take for free. And if you decided, hey, I like this stuff, you join Author Ad School or you think about it. We are now actually going to change up the way Author Ad School works because I'm a high... Hi, a lot of things that makes me create content. I don't know, Becca, but a lot of things that makes me think I need to keep delivering more value and more value and more value. So we started with one weekly live call 
led by the wonderful Quinn Ward. We continued on with more live calls uh, from Jen LaSalle, Scarlett Moss, Shez Churton, uh, and, and more folks. To the point that we now have five weekly calls in author ad school that are live every single week. And we realized, oh, we made a membership program. We, we, we just kind of stumbled into a membership program uh, that has 250 live calls a year. And so we said, oh, well, let's do that now. And so now uh, author ad school is going to have a couple different levels which will, I think, allow more people to jump in at just a base uh, base level and get uh, just what they need. But then there's higher levels that, that allow them to go to all those live calls. And there's a level that gets more access to me and, and that sort of stuff that is something I'm really excited about in 2024. I resisted it like so incredibly much, Becca. Uh, mm. But talking to lots of smart entrepreneurs helped me go in this direction. And then talking to my team, they were like, thank goodness you finally did this. So basically everyone in my life has been telling me to do this other than myself. (laughs) (laughs) And now yourself too. (laughs) Now myself too. But yeah, uh, I'll share more about that in the five-day challenge coming up on January 17th, that's at authorsadvertise.com. The challenge will always be uh, in these uh, five-day challenge sessions. Those videos will still be free, so that isn't changing. And so folks can still come on by and join us for those. Nice. But yeah. Thank you for asking. I also love pivots. So I'm always glad to hear that people are pivoting. Oh, it, it, you know, it brings up anxiety, a little anxiety, even just thinking about it. But uh, any good pivot does. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The best yeah. ones always do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yeah. um, we don't have a previous week's question this week, but uh, I just want to give a big thank you. Uh, uh, probably should have done this in the end of 2023, but a big thank you here at the start of 2024. Uh, folks who've stuck with us, even with... Uh, Claire leaving the show. Uh, we have really appreciated me and all, all our army of guest co-hosts have all appreciated you listening. And so just a big thank you from them and from me. So keep on because we're going to keep getting, we've got even more cool people lined up for the episodes coming up. And so I'm excited. Now, now I need to like look at my Google calendar and remember who are these people? Who are, who's going to be here? <laughs> I, I'm going to look it up. I know, I know a couple of them, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look it up. I promise. So, um, but I want to get into the top story because, uh, honestly, the top story is just that we don't necessarily know the story for 2024. So, yeah, the top story is the questions of 2024. So what will happen in 2024 in self-publishing, asks Selmore Book Show news gatherer extraordinaire Roland Denzel. Will the trend of authors leaving Kindle Unlimited to go wide explode in 2024? Will authors with a small following find success going wide or on Kickstarter, or will they have to stick with Amazon? Will words like tropes and AI continue to cause hoopla in 2024, or will the stigmas begin to vanish? And what will be the model of publishing choice going forward? Hybrid? 
self-publishing, even from the major trad publishers? And of course, how will all these changes impact you? Let's make some predictions. So let's start with general predictions that probably other people would, would name as well. Becca, I asked some of these questions. Do you have answers to any of these kinds of questions that you'd like to share? Yeah, I do feel like um, uh, the proliferation of choice in terms mm. of like all of the potential things that authors can do to get their books in the hands of readers um, is going to continue to be the the buzzword, I think, of 2024, just in terms of there are so many different ways that you can build followings. Um, and I think that's going to continue. I, I imagine we're probably going to see more options in that. Um, but because what always happens is the whatever emerges solves the problem that has been happening in the previous iteration of the industry. So like book talk solved the problem of oversaturation in the industry. It didn't solve it forever and it didn't solve it for everyone, but that was an example of like something will emerge to solve the problem. Indie Mm -hmm. publishing sort of solved the problem of the closed doors of the publishing industry. There's always going to be something, whatever it is that we think the problem is, the market will correct itself and it will figure out how to solve that problem. So I do feel like when people are not seeing the growth that they want to see or that they were promised or whatever it is, there's always going to be something that will emerge to solve that problem. And I feel like that is the proliferation of choice for publishing options, whether it's direct sales, Kickstarter, wide, whatever it is that's happening, I think there's always going to be more and more and more choice, which obviously brings its own problems. <laughs> it right? does. But what about you? What What are your thoughts about the future? Well, I wish and I, I've, you know, I love having worked with Amazon, both with my books and connecting with the 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 ad educators that I've been a part of and, and other things with Amazon. I do not see the trends of uh, KU pages going down in their payment and the uh, account closures going up, as we briefly discussed last week's episode. I do not see those changing anytime soon. And so, yes, the trend of authors leaving Kindle Unlimited will continue to grow, uh, both for wide as well as just direct sales, they will continue to grow. Uh, One of the issues, I think, for authors, going back to your proliferation of choice and the problem that comes in to solve, uh, uh, or the solution that comes in to solve the problem, is that direct selling is a little bit complicated. It's complex. And so I am going to make the prediction that in 2024, there will be new tools and or strategies that will be simpler, that it will not cause authors necessarily to have to spend 100 hours to figure out. And I'm really excited for that. I don't know what they'll look like, but I'm going to predict in 2024, we're going to see a simpler method, tool, or strategy that will help a lot of authors get their first direct sold book. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
I mean, that always seems to be what happens, right? Like whenever yeah. there is a trend, there's always going to be either technology or companies that will come along to make it easier for us to use. So that that's a good, um, that's a that's a good thing. I I still am a little bit um, just having been an ancillary member of the e-commerce, you know, sort of boom in the past and having a couple of friends who made quite a bit of money in e-commerce. Direct sales is running an e-commerce business. And I think if we don't learn as an industry from the mistakes that were made in the direct sales sort of trend when they first took off and became a really big thing 10, 15 years ago, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. Um, and so my hope is that uh, places like Book Vault and Book Funnel, you know, are going to continue to be the the kind of help to authors that they need to be, and that there's going to be um, there's going to be a little bit more ease with authors in solving some of the issues um, that e-commerce can provide. Which is honestly that it costs so much time and energy for you to run an e-commerce business yes. and you also have to write books, right? And you also <laughs> have to still market books. So I just want to make sure we're all considering the entirety of the commitment that we make when we start something like direct sales. It is, if it takes off and does well, it is an entire business unto itself. So again, just think about that, everybody. Yep. And remember, if you're making enough money for it, it's okay to hire help. Um, Please hire help. Please hire help. Yes. Uh, Becca, I'm going to ask a hot potato wisdom question because I feel like we could go into this for hours, but um, I got to go to a massage. So what would you say is a major prediction or, or even just any prediction that would be off most authors' radars kind of going into 2024? Something you think that's going to happen that people haven't even really thought about? Yeah, it's funny because I always feel like people aren't going to like my answer um, because (laughs) I'm looking at such a meta level, right? Like the the volume of people I see is just so big. Um, I don't think people have really internalized yet the cost of running a publishing business at the level that many of us are trying to run it at, mm. where we are taking every course, we're doing every conference, we're doing all the travel, we're buying every piece of software, we're trying every single thing. I don't think we realize the way that we're burning through our individual and corporate sort of fa- familial resources with the assumption that it has to pay off immediately. And I think Mm. one of the things that's off a lot of people's radars that is unfortunately going to become a bigger and bigger deal the farther we get into the recession in the U.S. is the fact that we have got to make sustainable business decisions, which means you're going to have to say no to some of the things that you don't want to have to say no to. You're going to have to find more niche places that give you the thing that you want. You're going to have to stop doing everything with the assumption that everything should be working for you. And frankly, some of us are going to need to stop following every single trend that comes along, hoping that this will finally be the thing that will make our books sell when what we need is to shift the mindset toward a longer term career. 
right? Where we think that if you understand organizational growth curve of businesses, um, you can have a growth phase, a research and development phase that is years long sometimes. And that's yeah. not a failure as long as you don't overexpend your resources in the research and development phase so that you don't have the ability to continue to pivot throughout the rest of the years. So I feel like that's something that is completely off everyone's radar. Um, it's the reason that I wrote the Overwhelm book. It's the reason that we're focusing so much on Author for Life. Um, I, I hope that people will start thinking about this now so that we can save some of the people from sort of flaming out and not being able to sustain it at all um, and make the sustainable decisions earlier um, rather than being forced into making them eventually mm -hmm. because sustainable decisions are painful sometimes. They might mean getting a part-time job again. They might mean um, stopping doing some of the things that I love doing. They might mean, you know, putting my phone in the drawer, whatever it is. But but I do think that that is not something that a lot of people see coming yet. And um, I'm hopeful that me talking about it even just a little bit will help it be easier for people to understand when it happens. Okay, I can shift my mindset about this. I can have a longer term vision. I could think more future oriented about this rather than feeling like if it doesn't happen today, everything is lost. Love that. Yeah. <sighs> That was a lot. I feel like I just kind of no. launched into a thing there. No, it was um, a good thing. I need your positivity to come back in and save me here, Brian. <laughs> Becca, I've got the positivity for you. I, I want to give do. my prediction that's off other authors' radar. Yes, please if, if do. That's okay. Okay. So what I've noticed in this industry is that we are always excited about the next big thing. But then we forget the last big thing, the second to last big thing, third last big thing. Some of the last big things, TikTok, BookTok, which you mentioned, uh, Kickstarter, uh, uh, direct sales will eventually maybe be not the new next best thing or next big thing. Um, Cassandra Clare uh, of Mortal Instruments recently uh, did a $1 million Kickstarter. Was it Brandon Sanderson level? No. Was it? the hottest trend of 2021, 2022, and she still made a million dollars on it? Yes. And that is someone who probably was uh, uh, not necessarily building her specific audience. Uh, the publisher was maybe handling some of those things, but she still was very successful with it. Now, she has still a, a way bigger audience than most of us, but there are people in 2024 who will double their income from a 2021 trend, a 2022 yep. trend. There are people who have zero TikTok followers now who will have 20,000 TikTok followers, a TikTok store that is bringing in book income, despite this being a 2020 and 2021 trend. And so people are always looking for the next big trend. And I'm going to say that my prediction is some authors will say ah, no to the next big thing, and they will work on the last big thing or a few big things ago. They will grow that big thing, and then it will be what fulfills them, what helps their business grow, and they will be a lot happier that they ignored the upcoming next big things. 
Yep. The joy of missing out is something that almost none of us can conceive of, but it's only because we don't try missing out ever. And the (laughs) fear of missing out doesn't actually produce results. It just produces more fear. And if we want to actually have more security and we want to be more fulfilled, we need to miss out more. Just as a general rule, we need to practice intentionally missing out on things that we would rather have done just to say no to the fear that is driving a lot of our business decisions. And I feel I agree with you. I feel like if if that if I could change one thing about the industry right now, I know I said this different in the last one, but I'm like, oh man, <laughs> FOMO. I would love to be able to get rid of FOMO for us as an industry if we could mm. just the reminder that it's going to be okay and the future's open and there are things that have worked and will work again. Love that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd get rid of FOMO. That that would be pretty yeah. great. No question. Yeah. Awesome. Well. We need another lightning sound, Becca. What you got for us? Ooh, that was good. I, I, I feel like you doubled down in a good way. I did. Like in a very good I don't good know way. what else lightning sounds like. <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right. So we've got the same kind of question for each other on this first round. So Becca, how do you plan? We already talked about this a little bit, but uh, how do you plan to change your business, your books going into 2024? Yeah, I am uh, practicing what I just preached, basically, Mm. which is uh, I am going to miss out on a lot of stuff uh, and intentionally am missing out on a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not taking speaking engagements in 2025 currently. Um, I'm not committing to any conferences or travel in 2025. Um, I am I'm trying to create a sustainable business for myself, which means I need to be home more. Um, I uh, Many people don't know this about me because I don't talk about my own strengths very often, but I have four out of five of, in my top five or thinking strengths, right? So mm. they're, that means that they I need a lot of alone time and I need a lot of process and I need to learn more and input more. Um, I'm considering going back and getting my PhD. Like I'm doing a lot of different things in the future because what I have been doing that has been driven primarily by me being afraid of not meeting everybody's needs all the time, Enneagram too. Um, <laughs> I have been afraid that if I don't do that, that I'm going to become invaluable or unvaluable to people. Like I will lose the, the people won't want to be around me anymore if I'm not helping them. Right. Mm. So I had to really, and through a lot of work with Claire and through a lot of work on my own have had to deal with that and decide that I want a sustainable business instead. Uh, and I am going to create that business by saying no to things and by changing the model um, we're not going to run any more big flagship courses where we try to build $400, $500, $600 courses anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to do as little things that create infrastructure as possible for the business and for me to just do the things that I like doing which and that I'm good at, which is thinking and communicating and being by myself a lot more. Um, building into my relationships that I have a lot more and trying to take advantage of the the talents that I do actually have instead of feeling so um, 
run by FOMO all the time. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited for that for you, Becca. What about you? How are you going to change your business in 2024? So how I'm changing my business in 2024 is I'm going to stop just creating value, 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 and then uh, essentially charging pennies for it or just including it with everything. It's hard for me because I, I don't want anyone to feel left out. Um, I'm, I have a two wing Enneagram. And so I want to always be helpful to people. And I feel like if I'm not helpful, they'll all abandon me uh, as well. And so uh, that has always been the path. But, you know, I have a bigger staff now than I had when I started this course and when I started my programs. Uh, And so I definitely want us to be to be sustainable in going into 2024, 25, 26 and beyond, because I want to keep it going. Now, what we started changing last year was we started helping more high higher earning authors with our groundbreakers program, our six month coaching, uh, pathfinders, 12 month coaching, that's a year with me uh, and a group, and then our author ad agency helping authors who have earned over $6,000 a month to earn more with Amazon ads. And yes, Amazon ads do still work for people and they are still seeing nice profits, especially if they are at that higher royalty level already. And so we're going to do more of that. I want to double down on that because when we help more people who are able to afford uh, higher prices for more service. It's always for more service. It's not just higher prices for higher prices sake. Uh, we're able to do more for everybody. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about that going forward, especially going into next year, this year. It's, it's next year when we're recording this, it's this year released. (laughs) Yeah. We're still in the past in 2023, but we're in the future in 2024. I I love it. Exactly. So yeah. Um, Becca, what's one habit you'd like to let go of here in 2024? Yeah, I'm actually going to say the thing that I I said in the last episode where I felt like we are so controlled by the people who want our attention, um, Mm. controlled by our phones and controlled by our email inboxes. And my one thing that I, we, we do this thing at the end of Write Better Faster that's like, okay, you've learned all of this possible stuff. Now I want you to just put it all on the table and then select one that you're going to do. And we call it a big wig. And my big wig for uh, 2024 is to not reach for my phone first thing in the morning anymore. And that's really the only thing that I'm going to focus on. And I I have a a sort of um, a way of talking to myself when I do that, where if I do it out of, you know, because I'm sick or something happened or whatever, it's like, okay, today wasn't the day, right? Mm -hmm. So because I want to keep doing it over and over and over again, and I know that my ability to have consistency is not high, because I'm not, that's not a personality trait that I have. But I also am not a fan of using that as an excuse to just not do it at all. Right. So it's the black and white thinking that can happen when we have certain types of personality traits, which I have that one. Um, And so 
in order to intentionally combat the black and white thinking of like, well, if I miss one day, then I now don't have to do it at all for the rest of the year. (laughs) No, that's my old self talking. Just, you know, today was not the day and tomorrow will be the day. So um, what am I going to do differently tomorrow will be the question. And I think that's the question we often forget to ask is there's a reason why I didn't do it today. So what am I going to do different tomorrow becomes the reason why I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then um, I am never going to be a person that will do 365 days a year of not reaching for my phone. It's just not possible. Yep. But I could probably do 300 and that would be better than zero. Um, so that's kind of my my big picture for, for next year. But, Love it. Love it. Awesome. Okay. In your wildest dreams, what <laughs> would you like to accomplish in 2024? In my wildest dreams, what I would like to accomplish in 2024 is pure... Jomo, I've added all the things I can for next year. Um, yep. We're doing the self-publishing live event that you and Claire and Jen LaSalle and Naomi Nakashima will be speaking at uh, in October. Um, I got you in before you stopped uh, accepting before things. Before I so, started saying no. Yeah. So I'm so, I was so happy I did that. Um, and I'm appreciative that you said yes. Um, but uh and then I'm I'm going to be getting coached a little bit more this year myself with with uh, uh, some various things, including kind of a, a coaching to learn how to be a better agency runner person. And I cannot truly take on anything else in 2024. So my wildest dreams, my biggest accomplishment would be saying no to everything else, including myself. No to everything else. Just doing what I did this past year, doing what I did in 2023 with nothing additional and saying that is good. So knowing your positivity and knowing yeah. you have activator at six, I'm yeah. just going to say one quick thing. Yeah. I would say not now. Not right? now instead I don't of no. think, Okay. Yeah. I don't think I would say no because I think if, if you're activator and positivity here, no too much. It's going to drain you a lot. But if you can say not now because of something better, right? Like, and and intentionally, because you do have high futuristic, I would think not now because I want to have the best year that I can possibly have. But if Mm. I want to do this in the future, it's still on the table, right? Because your positivity needs to hear that it's, if you get a real, I mean, imagine the greatest opportunity you've ever had comes to you in June. And you're going to have to choose between being honest to yourself and taking this great opportunity. You're going to want to take the opportunity. But if you tell yourself, no, it's going to feel like you're, you're being disruptive to your own self. But if you say not now, and you actively say like next year, I'll do it next year, I'll do it next year, then it's still on the table for your positivity. And you won't feel like you're giving something up. You'll feel like you're saying yes, instead of no. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It really does. And and I was happy to get a little bit of coaching here on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I forgot we were being recorded. I was like, oh, hang on. No, Usually no. I wouldn't do this in public, but I just, I feel like I can feel your desire to say no in the moment. Yeah. Right? Like, I know you want to do it now because you can see the year. You're high futuristic. You can see the year you could have if you could say no. Yeah. 
And I know your positivity will feel so much better if you feel like you're saving opportunities for later instead of saying shutting down opportunities. That'll start to feel really demotivating. Yeah. Well, my influencer strengths say I was happy to get coached live because it's great content. (laughs) Um, But also, thank you. I do appreciate that, I think. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that, that, That little tweak in mindset could be very helpful for me. Awesome. I've got one last question here for the lightning round. Becca, as a person who loves the clean slate of 2024, do you do anything special to commemorate the new year as an author or I'll even say as a business owner? I do. I always make new like physical plans on a, I have a spreadsheet that I use um, that is kind of like the guideline for what I want to write this year. And And because I'm, Uh, I'm futuristic. I have reachable positivity. I have high developer, which are all like potential oriented strengths, right? I know that my plan from January of 24 is not going to be the plan that I execute throughout the year. It never has been. It never will be. I stopped holding myself accountable for that a long time ago, but I always still make the spreadsheet in the beginning. That is like exactly what I would want to do if it was the most ideal, perfect situation ever. And I had no disappointments and no travel and nothing because it helps me to see that that picture is possible. And then it'll make me accomplish more than I would have without it. So if I try Mm. to do a plan that is based only in reality, I'll accomplish less than I will if I just let myself dream of what might be possible and put everything, all the books, all the pen names, all of everything, all the new classes on the, you know, the spreadsheet and then I'll adjust it as I go along. If, if any of you haven't read Zoe York's Romance Your Plan book, she talks about this thing as every day is day one. She's also high positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, every day is day one. So if I didn't accomplish the plan that I set out to accomplish and the plan has to change, that's okay because it's January 1st again on July 1st, right? Like it's day one again. So that's kind of the philosophy that I take is I just wipe the slate clean and replan and then I get to have big vision again and I don't get disappointed, which I think is mine. But what about you? Do you do you do anything? Um, you know, I I definitely have done some some extra goal setting, some extra things in the past. I am just honestly happy that this will be the past and the future talking that I got to take all of last week off because I desperately needed it. And uh, really, when January kicks off, because we're getting ready for the first challenge of the year, I, I'm, I'm, I'm usually the, the special thing I get to do is to get ready to deliver a new year of content for for the awesome authors who get to take the challenge and I get to gear up for my giveaways that I like to do and I get to gear up for the live Q&As I get to do. I get really excited when that comes around and and thinking about what uh the new year and the new the new authors I get to reach will will lead to for them. Uh, that's 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 what I do which isn't necessarily special because of the new year but it's special because of how my year tends to get yeah, I love that. And that sounds very oh, activatory yeah. too, the starting stuff. I like that. Oh, That's definitely. Good. Definitely. So, yeah. Becca, we have had a lot of fun. We need to do a question of the week here. So, uh, obviously, we have the predictions thing going on in our story. 
it, do you do you want to take any spins on a prediction-y esque question that we could ask our listeners today? I like the how do you think you might your business might change in twenty four? I really mm. like that because I think it helps us to think about all the things that have happened and what might be possible, but also what am I potentially going to change? Like what might be different this year than, um, than I did last year. So yeah. What, how do you plan to change your business in 2024? I love that. Love it as well. How do you change a uh, plan to change your author business going into 2024? You can answer the question of the week at sellmorebookshow.com or at the sellmore book, Sh- book show after party Facebook group. Becca, so I know people can go to uh, Better Faster Academy and they can check out Author for Life. Is is betterfasteracademy.com forward slash newsletter? Mm-hmm. Yep. They can sign up, get the free course directory, get all these wonderful yep. things. Um, that is going to be awesome. I am so glad you joined me and, and the Sell More yeah. Book Show for these two weeks. It's It's been really wonderful. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. And I hope you and everyone have a great 2024. Yeah, thank you. Same to you. Um, So for Becca Syme, I'm Brian Cohen. We'll have some more guest hosts coming up soon. If I can uh, quickly navigate, I might even be able to figure out who one of those people would be. The next one I see is, no, I'm too slow. So I'm just going to let it be a mystery. It's a mystery guest. (laughs) It's a mystery guest coming in next week. So uh, welcome to 2024, everybody. For Becca, I'm Brian. Have a great week of book selling. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sell More Book Show. Visit the website at www.sellmorebookshow.com for detailed show notes and subscription information or to send us news or comments for use on the show. Also, please take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Thank you very much for listening and happy book selling.